0: You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox with my guest, Robbie Krieger, from The Doors. Yo. And we're live from the Viper Room. How you doing?
1: Hey. Oh, God. Feedback. I thought this stage was bigger, uh, smaller last time I was here, but maybe not.
0: Have you ever, did you ever play here oh, back yeah. in the day when it was no. a central? No. The Do- Doors never Do- Doors played here? The Doors never played here. Did you, you played everywhere else? the 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 whiskey
1: yeah played played most of the places the sea witch where's um, that sea witch was down that way a little bit <laughs> and uh, um, the and troubadour no Doris never played the troubadour that was more folk music in those days you know? yeah uh, I used to go there a lot and see uh, guys like uh, Josh White um, Bud and Travis smother's brothers the smother's uh, brothers yeah, yeah. were like a comedy team at that point did you um ever play a roxy uh not as the doors what about starwood starwood those places weren't even around they weren't yet. no
0: no yeah. see you're too young you i'm wouldn't. way too young <laughs> i'm 64 okay i'm 74 Oh, you got 10 years on me. Yeah. Just think this year. No. Yeah, this year uh, in September, I'm eligible for Medcare, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. You have that? I do. Is it really good, like people say?
1: Yeah. You, you get whatever? Yeah, you still need another one, you know, for secondary.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> Old fart stuff. <laughs> um, so let's get the business. The fourth annual Day of the Doors Day of the Doors at the original Morrison Hotel in Los Angeles tomorrow. Morrison Hotel album celebrates its 50th anniversary in 2020. Now, I just saw some pictures of it down there. It's like an old f- f- flop house, right? Well, yeah. it used to be I mean,
1: well it was it was like uh an old brick building, you know, and uh it just happened to be in the wrong part of town, otherwise it would have they could have made it nice, you know but uh it was down where the uh, bowery kind of was at that point yeah, and uh so you know nobody from Hollywood would ever go down there. No, we but, never went uh, downtown. Ray, Ray Manzarek happened to be driving around down there because he, he was always searching out new restaurants, you know. And he sees this place, the Morrison Hotel. Wow. This he would be said, great to take some pictures, yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, at that point it was just uh, to take some pictures, but, uh, and then we ended up naming the record uh, Morrison Hotel. It's kind of a iconic picture. Yeah, definitely, Henry Diltz.
0: Yeah, he, he 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 uh took a lot of pictures of you guys. He sure around the did. same age as you. Ah uh, yeah, I think he was.
1: Still is. He's still taking pictures. Oh yeah, I just saw him down at the uh, Lucky Strike. What's the that? Other night. You don't know the Lucky Strike. See, look, look what you're doing. Bloody thing! Lucky Strike is—it's uh, actually a bowling alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they yeah. have a jam night down there. Uh, so you—you you were jamming? Yeah. You weren't bowling. Pardon? You wasn't bowling. Bowling? No, no. I can't bowl. It breaks my fingernails. Does it? Yeah. If i, I mean, not every time, but if I don't, <laughs> you know, if I'm not careful, and Do I need you... my nails because I pick, you know. I've...
0: Oh, so you have them longer on that hand? Right. I have a, I have a manicure pedicurist who comes over. Oh, yeah? hundred bucks, I'll give her.
1: So anyway, Henry was right there, man. He was like, <laughs> you know, right in front of the stage, taking us, doing his thing. Yeah.
0: He's a funny guy. He's a good, good, good energy.
1: Guy. Yeah, I like him. He's very up. He's you know, he made up. his whole career pretty much on that picture. You know, he's got a place down in Hollywood. Uh, I think it's in Hollywood. And, up and out in front
0: is that picture. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they do something at the Sunset Marquee? He had a thing there, didn't he? Uh, I think a, he did a, a yeah, year ago. Right. A whole photo thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a. Uh, he was at the Woodstock too. Was I he? think. I think it was him who was at Woodstock. I wouldn't doubt it. And uh, he was one of them. It's. 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 You know, when you're a, when you're a rock photographer, it's all about who's in on the other side of the lens, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And he yeah. he was around. Yeah, yeah. He did something with tie dye or something. He used to do his own tie dyes or something. Yeah, he still he still wears the tie dye Does all he? the time. Yeah. Did you ever get into that?
1: Yeah, shit. I I just wore one yesterday, as a matter of <laughs> fact.
0: What is the deal? Is it code for something? Is it. I don't know how that
1: started, but uh, uh, you know. There became yeah all these artists uh, were into it. I I forget how they do it. I I think they tie a shirt to uh, somehow and then they bring it through the different colors of dye and uh, and then it gets uh, it's like a a good nice patterns.
0: Was it code for I like LSD? (laughs) Could be. Could be. Because it definitely, you know, obviously, it's kind of bright when you look at it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, at first it was like, wow, you know, like just the hippies would wear it. But then it became uh, fashionable. Yeah. Yeah. Did they
0: ever do pants? Pants? Oh, yeah. Like tie-dye pants. Oh, sure. Like have a whole suit. Yeah. I had some. Did you? Yeah. I don't don't know what I did with them, but I I had some at some point. Who came up with the name, Doors?
1: You you don't know that story? Okay. It was Jim. Should I? Yeah, Jim Morrison, obviously. Uh, He had read this book. In fact, we'd all been reading the book, uh, Doors of Perception, by Aldous Huxley. Uh, That was the first book ever written about LSD and mescaline. Um so obviously he had partaken of that uh, back in the fifties uh I guess that's when it first came out and um so and and so, where did Aldous Huxley get that name? Doors of Perception? It's from a William Blake poem which Morrison had read, and uh it says in that poem, If the doors of perception were cleansed.' we would see life as it really is, infinite. Mm. That's pretty cool. Deep.
0: Yeah. What right. was this before it was the Viper Room? The Central. Central, right, right. I played here when it was the Central. Really? Yeah. Oh. It didn't look, it. it the, I mean, the, the stage was in a similar place, but it was really kind of a... Smaller. Low rent. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can do much with it. It's a small room, but it's, uh, you know, it's a good spot. I always like the sound here. Have you played Have you played it? Yeah, I've played here plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it when it was the central too, because it, it looked like brick, I think it did. Oh. It was a, it seemed like it had a bit more room. You didn't have all the curtains and stuff, if I remember. This was like 30-odd years ago. When I, um, I, I remember I first got sober. It was about 33 years ago when I first got sober. And for you. And I hadn't played any music sober. And I put this little band together called Dano and, Dano and Jones. It was just guy I knew. And uh, we wrote a bunch of songs <coughs> and played it. I was terrified. Because I'd never been on a stage without at least a beer or something. Yeah. I never got wasted on stage ever, but I felt like I needed a bit. So that was the that that was a that was good for me to get over that fear of playing live sober. I find it more hard after you do a show when you got to come down mm. than anything else. Why is that? Well, you're kind of hyped hyped up and uh, you don't know what to do with yourself you want to want to drink yeah Yeah. or something yeah you know did you did you uh, when you back in the day or now did you ever have a beer um no back then you know Jim was
1: the uh, the big drinker he made (laughs) Um, up for all of you and that that was set a bad example for us which I was good for us bad for him but, uh, I mean, at first, he didn't drink. He was more, you know, psychedelic. He had his uh, tie-dye shirt on. Right. <laughs> but, uh, at, you know, by the time uh, of the <coughs> Morrison Hotel album, yeah, uh, he was uh, drinking. See, he drank in college and to the point where he would have to be carried home and stuff like that. And, uh, and then he read The Doors of Perception... And started doing the psychedelics and that was good because it kept him from drinking.
0: He was he was he like a pain when he was drunk? Like yeah. violent well, and stuff. After,
1: after a certain point he would he would relapse into this other person, which who Ray Manzarek called Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo would appear <laughs> and uh that was he, he was, didn't know what
0: was going to happen. Yeah,
1: exactly. Once he crossed that yeah. line. All, all you knew was it was going to be bad. It wasn't going to be
0: good, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But you never got like that, right? You... Um. Yeah, I mean, I definitely crossed the line, you know, um, but I wasn't like a horrible drunk. You know, I, I liked, I, I just wanted to have a good time. But I definitely went past that. That thing where you have a a few drinks and then it's like then it's then you're off to the races. But my thing was, I wanted to steal cars, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) you know, get laid. That was that was my thing. That's where my went to. I didn't I didn't want to get aggro Uh, and get obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, drinking is fine unless it gets like that. You know, some people have that gene. Some people have a drink, they don't care. They'll have two drinks, they don't care. But some people, it sounds like Mr. Morrison, that when yeah. he had a p- point, he, he, he ju- it just. I think it's people that have a uh,
1: split personality,
0: yeah. you know,
1: but they might not know it, but
0: that's when it comes out. Yeah, or obsessive, compulsive personality. Yeah, that too. Was he, was he compulsive in it any other ways? Um uh, did he did well, he buy a lot of shoes?
1: <laughs> no, he didn't buy anything. He didn't care wh- where he lived. Yeah. He didn't I mean he did care what he wore, but uh um yeah, in fact uh, yeah, even when he didn't have any money he would he would always uh, dress uh his own way, like he had this uh a welder's jacket. At one time, this green welder's jacket, and he sewed a
0: lizard skin on the back of it. That was pretty cool. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> so did you like living in a house? Did you like to, after you rehearsed or whatever, did you like to go home in a house like like normal? I, I did, yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wouldn't... Uh, and, and you know,
1: for a while Jim was like that too, but you know, it's just once he started with the liquor, uh, then he he had certain types of friends who would who would enable that behavior, you know, hey, let's go to the bar, or we'll go to the strip club or whatever. And then and then things would turn bad many times and uh, Did that give you a lot of anxiety? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah but you know in those days it was like you didn't uh you know in this in the in the mid 60s it was like do your thing man you know you could not criticize anybody for doing anything and everything was cool yeah you know? so i mean other than the fact that we had to bail him out of jail a few times and stuff like that yeah uh you know we never really got pissed at him or anything because, you know a
0: lot of other people were doing similar stuff you know yeah but uh but you enjoyed you enjoyed being in the band right you, you liked uh, yeah, it yeah and you like, successful it was definitely worth it. <laughs> worth it um did you think one day like this guy's is gonna end soon the way he's going
1: well I didn't really believe that yeah um you know he used to talk about it but, you know, I thought that was just him being dramatic. Um, I do remember Paul Rothschild one day saying, he was our producer, and um, he said to John and Ray and I one time, he says, you guys, we better record as much as we can yeah. now because this guy might not be around much longer. Yeah, that, That's after Janice just... Passed and and Paul Rothschild was her producer at the time. So he knew the
0: signs, you know. Yeah. It's like my manager. She says I should do a will right now. (laughs) Because I I had a heart attack a few months ago, and everyone's Mm -hmm. like, quick, quick, get him to do a will. Otherwise, (laughs) it's going to go to the government. (laughs) Make the will
1: out quick. What song is that? And it makes your will out quick. Is that the song? Yeah, that's that's in a song. What, can't remember which one. Uh, Bob Dylan, I think. Yeah, I uh, yeah I had a little cancer scare myself. Did you? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. And um, I I I did go and make out the. Uh, you
0: did. You did yeah, a will. Yeah, because
1: I had yeah, I did have a will already, but I hadn't looked at it in the
0: last ten years. So am I in it? <laughs> I'm
1: not going to tell you
0: All them times I see you at night and I talk to you At least that's got to be worth something <laughs> well, I'll think about that It's it's great, Siri, isn't it? Yeah it You is. can find out pretty much anything
1: Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: a lot of times she gets it wrong But at least she tries You, you don't do that other thing at home, right? That... Uh, Alexis, do you bother with that nah, stuff? I don't have Alexis. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much hearing everything you're talking about in there. Yeah,
1: plus they probably have a little camera in there and they watch everything you do. You know, yeah,
0: CIA. Do you do you believe in all that stuff? You're yeah.
1: a paranoid person. Well, I, it doesn't bother me because I'm I'm not a criminal. But you
0: sure?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know because I'm I cover up all the computers at night
0: yeah i i have a I have a band-aid over my computer oh, what? I, when, I put a band-aid over oh, the camera uh, part, yeah you, know, you know when I'm by myself <laughs> 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 so listen i was uh, I was thinking one of the great questions I had was obviously for a lot well you didn't have a bass player right? Right. But you did use a bass player sometimes, well, like um, on that one, that last song. Yeah, we used bass Go players some. on most of the records.
1: Like on the on the first album, um, it was mostly the piano bass that Ray always played. He play. played with his feet? No, he played left hand. He had a little thing that sat on the keyboard. It's called a Fender piano bass. Wow. Yeah. It's I just thought you played with his feet. 14 keys. Uh, no, he didn't play with his feet.
0: That's crazy. That, I mean, you have to be a good musician to do that. Uh, yeah, and do tell that. Me about on it. the other hand, tell me about it. I mean, and
1: that's why I think the Doris' music is so hypnotic because he had to kind of put that thing on left on automatic pilot, you know, and, and it became a very like repetitive kind of unbass like instrument, even yeah. though it had that tone. But uh, so, um, and I I overdubbed a couple of bass things on that first album. And then on the second album, we had a guy named Doug Luban who played on that last, uh, on the... Uh, ghost song. Right. I oh, know. The ghost song was actually Bob Glaub. That was a funky bass. Bob Glaub, yeah. He, uh, he's a great uh, studio guy. He played with Linda Ronstadt and Jackson Brown and all these people. Uh, but he could be funky, which is what we wanted for that uh, song.
0: But you never used a
1: bass player live one gig we did harvey brooks who played with bob dylan back in the day he played the whole set or just came uh i think he played no i think just a couple of songs that that's when we had uh, touch me and and uh that was for the soft parade album which he played on and so we had the horns and strings and stuff and for the forum we played at the forum and uh he played bass on that gig just done three or four
0: songs Did you, uh, I mean, how did you guys like to uh, record? Did you pretty much do the same thing? Like the backing track was always like drums and you Um, and Manzirik? Usually
1: Jim would sing along with us, uh, you know, in a booth. Yeah. And then he would redo the vocal later. So
0: you're basically doing that to get the track?
1: Yeah. Except on LA Woman, the last album we did... uh, that was live. G- Jim did uh, quite a few of those vocals live, yeah.
0: All the way from... L.A.
1: Woman especially, I remember, and Riders on the Storm, stuff like that.
0: That okay. was cool. I think one of the uh, interesting tracks is The End. Yeah. Right. I mean, it sounds like... It that was, was live, for sure. It sounds like... Uh, who was the director, Apocalypse Now? Yeah. What uh, was his name?
1: Scorsese. Copla. I mean, it's Coppola.
0: It's like Copla went to you guys and said write us a song for the end of this movie <laughs> i mean it sounds like it was made for it yeah that really fits in there it's actually in the beginning too I,
1: when i went to see the movie and i sat i was in the front row right at the cinerama dome and yeah the first thing you hear is my guitar and then you see the helicopter go by It's yeah. pretty neat and then they used it at the end in the, when he kills uh, marlon brando yeah no it's a great scene yeah, they actually had uh, the right to use all of our music. That was the deal. All the songs. All the song, anyone they wanted, and they said, you know, a couple of said, "Well, man, I tried put it here and put it there, and all these different songs, but none of them worked because they were too iconic. The songs were too well known, and it would
0: just yeah. take took away yeah. from the scene, you know." But I mean, you got your money's worth. I mean, the end oh, yeah. about hundred yeah, minutes that was, long. <laughs> exactly, right exactly yeah that was that one really worked good i i thought did you uh did you did you have that song or was you ma- making it up in the studio um jim and i actually wrote that uh at my house
1: one day and it was just like a, a little love song kind of thing you know this is the end beautiful friend and then so we started playing it live And little by little, it got longer and longer and longer, and uh, he would add stuff to it. And um, by the time we got to the whiskey, uh, that's when he put that uh, father, I want
0: to, mother, I want to do bad things. I want to kill you. Yeah. So if you guys were still together, it probably really would be 100 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Um I bought a bunch of albums the other day on iTunes. Yeah, Waiting for the Sun, Strange Days, LA Woman, Morrison Hotel, The Soft Parade, The Doors. I all, I had the best wow. of. I had the best of. But I wanted to uh, there's a lot of good stuff like that not the not the mainstream stuff. Yeah,
1: the deep tracks, yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. I know. I mean that's the cool thing about the Doors is there's so much uh Every album is just full of cool stuff, you know. And that's what makes it fun to play, still play the music for me is do different
0: stuff all the time, and it's all good. Did you come up with a lot of? Uh, no one came up with lyrics, right? Uh, other than yeah, I did. You you come uh, up with some yeah, of the lyrics?
1: Probably on maybe on one fourth of the songs was my lyrics. Light my fire, for instance.
0: That little ditty. Yeah. Wow. So do you get credited as the no, songwriter? Back no, then,
1: back then we said The Doors wrote everything. You just split everything? Jim, Jim, yeah, we, we always split everything four yeah. ways. That's one reason why we stayed together for six
0: years. Yeah. We did that too. I did, you?
1: Yeah. Only, only did one album. I, I, you know, all groups should do that, really, because it only makes for fights. You know, yeah. When, when one guy or two guys are writing the. The uh,
0: songs, like uh, the Beatles. I'm def- it definitely, I mean, would cause resentment. Mm. You know, if you stay together a long time, one guy's in like a a nice fancy mansion. Yeah, like Petty. I bet you he did that, huh? Yeah. I don't, yeah.
1: I don't know. All I know is they stayed together,
0: original guys. Yeah, for maybe so they long. made a lot of money on the road and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, and Mick and Keith, they write everything. <laughs> I don't... I don't see Charlie complaining. That's but, true. But, you know, if you not if you if you can't write songs, then you shouldn't be complaining. That's true. you be lucky you're in the That's band, true. doing well, the business.
1: I mean, you know, when I first joined the Doors, it was Jim was writing all the songs, and at one point, we he says, "Hey, you know what? We don't have enough originals. Why, why don't you guys try and write some?" So uh, I said, "Okay, what should I write?" about and he says write about something universal you know something that won't go out of style uh next year so i said to myself okay i'll write about earth air fire or water and then, so i picked fire because i'd like the, the stone song play with fire yeah yeah so that was the first one i wrote was like my fire
0: and and the music yeah wow well done thanks nice.
1: Uh, Jim added the second verse, the one about the funeral pyre. Yeah. And I said, Jim, why do you always have to re- think about death and stuff like that? He goes, don't worry, it balances out.
0: Was he a dark dude?
1: Uh, he could be, could be at times, yeah. Did He, he seemed like he, he would have had a sense of humor as well, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he he could be the greatest guy you'd ever want to hang out with uh, most of the time until he got to too many drinks, and then he'd become Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo, the guy. He'd, so was
0: it just about drink with him? He, he wasn't what they would call now bipolar. It was just literally when he put alcohol, well, well, the his drink, personality. The drink
1: brought the bipolar out of yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> so he must have, he definitely had it in him. Um uh, I think what he really had was a really bad Oedipus complex. A what? Oedipus complex. What's that? That's where you want to kill your father and fuck your mother.
0: (gasps) He just swore.
1: (laughs) Oops, sorry. (laughs) That's a Freud thing. You never read read Freud. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) You never read Sigmund Freud. That 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 was his big discovery was the Oedipus complex. The Oedipus Complex. Yeah. We all want to kill our fathers and...
0: (laughs) Don't say it again, (laughs) Robbie.
1: (laughs) And make love to our mothers. Oh, I say. And if you're... Chance would be a fine thing. (laughs) And if you're a woman, you have the Electra Complex, which is the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's weird. (laughs) Well, I mean, most that's people... That's just <laughs> weird, Rob. <laughs> well, the point is, most people don't realize they have it, and that's why you go to therapy, and, and then the psychiatrist has to tell, tell you about that. But with Jim, it was just so apparent. It was like He told me when he would take acid, he would see his mother's face in the moon. When he and would he- look at the moon, he'd see his mother's face. So it was like obsessive kind of thing yeah. with him. And, you know, his dad was an admiral. Big-time admiral in the Navy. Was he? Sure. He was the guy who, he was on the Ticonderoga, fired the first shot in Vietnam.
0: Wow. So. So he was the top dog in in the boat? Right, right. Wow. He's the one who said fire. Yeah, so no wonder uh, Jim hated him. Yeah. Wanted to kill him. Yeah, it's probably the opposite. But I think it's more scared of turning into your parents. Than anything else. Yeah. That, yeah, he definitely uh, didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Admiral Jimbo. <laughs> um, we're here with probably Krieger. We're about to knock it on the head. It's a Jonesy's jukebox, live at the Viper Room. Um, you got a big thing tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, Day of the Doors.
1: Fourth yeah. annual. About four years ago, the city of L.A. decided to make January 4th the Day of the Doors. So for the last four years, we've done something crazy on every January 4th.
0: And you're doing it at the
1: original? No, no.
0: Yeah, at the original original Morrison Hotel Hotel.
1: tomorrow. It's downtown kind of, uh, does it say the address there? Uh, No, but you
0: recreated uh, the... uh, The front and inside. Yeah, they'd
1: actually almost demoed the building pretty much because they're going to redo it, but uh, they kind of redid that whole, the window where we took the picture for the album cover, so people can come down there and have their picture taken in front of that window.
0: Yeah, and you're performing tomorrow?
1: Performing around 7 o'clock. Got uh, Dennis Quaid is going to sit in, do a couple songs with us.
0: Yeah. It
1: should be fun.
0: And... um, other attractions will include a pop-up shop, food trucks, DJ's special sneak preview screening of the concert documentary, The Doors. Break on through. Break on through. Yeah, that was, the, we did a,
1: a show uh, for Ray Manzarek on his birthday uh, after he passed away. And uh, they made a film of that. So they're going to uh, show a
0: sneak preview tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. You can see it on February Twelfth is when it would be. Yeah, it opens up in the theater. Does it say which theater?
1: Worldwide. Is World, that worldwide. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: There you go. Worldwide. Hey, if you're in London, you can see it too.
0: Anyway, Robbie, thanks for coming yeah, by. It's been great. Good, uh, good to see you. And I'll see you uh, down the street. Yeah, we up.
1: see each other at night when I walk my dog because we lived near each
0: other. And I pull over and we moan about each our band members. <laughs> it's good stuff anyway i'll see you see you later all right thanks for having me man